Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Well, welcome to the Clerical Errors Podcast. I'm Bullhagen. And I'm Burke. Welcome to the show. And uh, we've got uh, our beverage today. What what beverage do you have today? Hmm. You know, no one has really posted anything about what they're drinking. I know, I'm kind of sad, actually. Makes me think, maybe they're just uh, not doing that. But that's not part of the show. You gotta get the full experience. So, how you doing, Berg? I'm doing all right. You living the dream? Always. <laughs> so, I uh, before we begin, I've got a little surprise for you again. You do? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? What's the hottest thing right now? I I don't know what that means. In pulp, pop culture, like what is like? You mean the MCU universe, that sort of thing? Yeah. What? Okay. Like. Uh, oh, MCU. Um, yeah, the Avengers. Yes, right? yes, you okay. read my mind. I, I'm a, I'm good at that. So what I have done for us today is, I'm trying to piggyback off that. Get you know, I'm always trying to promote the show, right? Uh, I yeah, you're good at it. So uh, I've prepared for you a little clerical errors movie trailer. Nice. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. Here we go. In a world that watches Avengers Endgame by the billions. To learn about epic heroism by made-up characters. Where people pay billions of dollars to teach their children about the eternal battle between good and evil from said made-up characters. Mm -hmm. Where at $10 a pop, you can hear about the iconic superhero who may or may have not died to save the universe. No spoilers comes a podcast that is absolutely free where two pastors and one vicar seek to muster up enough focus to tell you about a real battle between good and evil and a real savior that really did die for the sins of the world. Burn. <laughs> this is going to be rad, dude. I can't. Wow. This. Okay. Now, now you've got me excited. Bull Higgin. You know, when I work out, you know, I clang and bang in the weight room. Vicar. I'm Pastor Baldwin someday. <laughs> Clerical Airs, the podcast. <laughs> so it, it needs a little work hey uh, i honestly well we just had the conversation about this yes. at winkle so <laughs> which is a winkle is a german word for corner and it's a pastor's meeting so we all get together and you know kind of do what we do and stuff and talk I, I love I love that you chose to keep the guitar riff from the first one. Yeah. Yes. That is probably my favorite part. <laughs> I, I I could not stop giggling after I heard it in the second in this trailer version. Yeah. I, I actually just giggled to myself for like five minutes. That well I <laughs> that was pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, I I had trouble tweaking some of it, but there you go. But no, yeah, I mean you make a great point there, right? That all of these people spend tons of money to watch a pro-life movie, yeah, <laughs> with a battle of objective good and objective evil, where heroes, you know, these uh, fake heroes sacrifice themselves. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And they know going in that it's it's fake, but when there's something real, and they spend like three hours of their life, you know. You can get all this about real, like a real, like you said, like a real savior in under an hour. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Like you said, you don't have to pay anything for yeah. it. So, hey, we even feed you. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're we're trying to, to piggyback off the trailer, and I just realized we haven't divvied out our drink yet. Oh, that's what's missing. That's what's missing. Oh man, I was so excited about the trailer. I lost focus. <laughs> I saw something shiny, and I had to get it out there. So, uh, so the vicar picked this up. Well, then, I, right? to- I it was kind of my idea, but we have three choices for you. Which one would you like? We have 
what is it? Tropical Punch. We have uh, from McDonald's their new oh. line of slushies. Holy buckets. So uh, maybe, maybe you can bring one home tonight. No doubt. My <laughs> wife is going to love that. We have what is it? Tropical Punch. What is that one, Baker? Is that blue raspberry? Blue raspberry. Blue raspberry. Sweet peach. Sweet peach. Um, I will take the the blue looking one. The blue looking one. All right. I want to see if it tastes blue. <laughs> well, it matches your heart. Indeed. It's like that good old hymn from the night from. And Vicar, which one do you want? I'll do the uh, sweet peach. The sweet peach for Vicar. All right. By the way, this will be an honest review. We are not paid spokesmen for McDonald's. <laughs> Although, if they're interested, we will not argue. So Right. It, you know, if we need any sponsors out there. <laughs> That's it. We're having a little... We're having a little technical difficulties. The the stand, the microphone keeps on falling. I have to figure out a better way to do that. So, so what is your ideal sponsor then for the podcast if we if you could choose one sponsor what is the sponsor that you guys want to have i would love a meadery to endorse us oh okay that would be amazing what what is i was thinking what is that uh there's like a liqueur that's made by french monks that like there's apparently like only one knows it or the recipe uh chartreuse chart oh that would be pretty classy yeah (laughs) or you know to speak on monastic you know concoctions you ever heard of Buckfast? No. So Buckfast is a Scottish caffeinated wine that supposedly causes riots, which is what I want for this podcast, right? <laughs> I want people to riot for pure doctrine. Oh, this is, uh, I like the, the fruit punch. What do, you, what do you think of the blue raspberry? It's good. I, uh, yeah. It's nice and cold on a... It's a nice warm day. It, it just is. sounded like it would be good today. Right. Nice little sugar rush. How's your uh, your peach, Vicar? Yeah. It's uh, it's sweet. Sweet peach, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Berg, uh, what are you preaching on? Well, the uh, Sunday coming up is cantate, which means sing to the Lord, right? A new mm-hmm. song. Yeah. And uh, I'm preaching on Jesus' valedictory address to his disciples, his departure address, his last sermon before they go to... Uh, Gethsemane and the like. But does that mean he's number like was number one in his class ranking? It's funny that you say that, right? Because <laughs> that's what we mean by valedictorian, right? <laughs> but really, it means like departure. See you later, from, right? You know. Um, so how, how would he do on a science test? I wonder. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, huh. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah. Okay. So here Jesus is talking to his disciples about. Um, their sadness, right? Because Jesus is departing. He's going to be killed, he's going to be raised from the dead, and he's going to ascend into heaven. Uh, So they're sad about that, and yet that's actually a good thing. So I'm not preaching particularly on that part. Of course, I am a little bit, but the thing I want to focus on is um, the fact that Jesus says that the Spirit is going to lead them into all truth. And what does that mean? Mm -hmm. The Roman Catholics think that the Spirit leading them into all truth is found in the decrees of the pontiff. Right, the Pope. Right. And uh, that's, the Pentecostals are kind of the same way, that God gives them special revelations concerning his will. Right. Um, where uh, what the text actually says is that the Spirit isn't going to speak from himself, but he's going to take what Jesus has spoken and dec- disclose it to us. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit and Christ always work together. The Spirit proclaims Christ, glorifies Christ, just as Christ glorifies the Father. Yeah. And... The Spirit has spoken to us. He's spoken to us in the Bible. And I saw a great Babylon Bee. Uh, it's a satire site. And it says that yeah. man, it has a picture of a man who's praying really, really hard, like three feet away from a Bible. And it's like, man prays really hard that God would talk to him when there's a Bible sitting three feet away. <laughs> right? Because, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If we actually believe that every word of the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit, then God does talk to us. And we know his will. I find... Uh... Um, in the one-year series right now that the passages they've been choosing that are chosen are just, just dripping with comfort, just one after another, even even during sorrowful times when, you know, Jesus says, in a little while you won't, won't see me any longer. We talked about that last time. And, he, and here, just dripping with, 
with uh, you're going to go through some rough things, but uh, I'm giving you uh, the spirit of truth, of love, of forgiveness, and just just pouring out all this hope and 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 kind of what was said in one night. We we spend a whole month right talking about it. And what a wonderful thing he says. You know, basically he says, you know, this thing that you think is sad mm-hmm. isn't really that sad. It's actually for your good. It's for your benefit. Yeah. You know, it's good that I go away. And then he even bears with him. I mean, isn't I don't know, I find it just really touching when he says, you know, I've got a lot more to say to you, but you can't bear it right now. Right. So I'm not going to say it. And if you're listening at home, the 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 passage, if you want to read it, comes from uh, John chapter 16. I believe Verses 5, five through, through 15. 15. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what you to- said kind of reminds me, today we had a little service um, for some of our elderly, t- and uh, and uh, I preached a little sermon on Ezekiel 37, because uh, I wanted to see if Vicar could say prophesy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a throwback joke. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, you got to listen all the way through a previous podcast. But But what I find interesting is, is God saying very clearly, he, he, it's a valley of the dry bones, and uh, and uh, he lead, God leads Ezekiel through these dead dry bones. He asks, can these bones live? And uh, what does Ezekiel do? He prophesies, which is a fancy word for what? Preaching. Preaching the word of God. And what I find interesting about that is the fact that, that God did not directly speak to the dry bones. He spoke through the prophet so that when people hear... Uh, a God's servants speak the word of God, they know that God is speaking. And more than that, the Holy Spirit is making life come from our deadness in dry bones. So he prophesies to these dry bones and they, they come to together and the flesh appears upon them, but there's no life. So God says, prophesy to breath, to the breath and breathe on these that they may live. And then he ends with some very powerful words. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken that I have done it when I raise you up from your graves and bring you up from them. And, and God takes full credit for all of that. And he points directly at the, the coming of the Lord Jesus, who is going to do that and bring life out of death. But then he does it through the prophet Ezekiel to show us that when he speaks through that word, that God is speaking, that you can be assured that he is doing it. He is the one forgiving your sins. He is the one whose word you can trust. And so what a wonderful image that is at this time of year to think about how God does all those things through the spirit, like you mentioned earlier, and through his servants. Another thing I find interesting about that breathe, that breath, is you cannot hear that as a pastor without thinking of John 20. Right. Where Jesus breathes on his disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And he basically says the same thing. When you speak now, I speak. And so so when the, the, the listeners in the pew hearing the word of God, they know that God is speaking to them. Just like you said, the God who speaks comfort in our sadness, peace in our sorrow, a trust in his, his will and his grace and his plan. This is kind of what uh, we talked about in the last episode where, um, you know, this, this distinction between the efficient cause— right? That mm-hmm. God actually does these things, right? He's the builder, right? But we're the instruments. We're the tools. Ha, we're tools. <laughs> By the way, that's going to be the... Na- <laughs> well, I mean, I think it fits for... Do you know what? <laughs> you know what you remind me of, Berg, when you said that? Is, is I'm rubbing off on you. I have this... When I listen to the podcast, I have this annoying thing where I say something that I think is funny and I laugh really hard at my own jokes. <laughs> Uh, well, it wasn't even intent. That's the thing. It wasn't even intentional, but you know. So, by the way, as we expand our podcast network, maybe that could be uh, a sister a podcast. Someone, if anybody's interested, they could be clerical tools. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a spinoff. <laughs> All right. Did you finish your thought there, Berg? I did. My... I, I think pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I did not know that concentration issues are contagious. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Well, maybe your focus will rub off on me at some point. Well, you know, since we're uh, doing something new <laughs> this time, right? Yes. We are going to, we're actually switching places for at least one of the bits. This so. is a remix. So, um, yeah, by the way, producer, are you? do you have any feelings about this? Whether we should, we're going to do is, what you want to say, Bird? He's going to do the top 12 
and then I'm going to do the blasphemies. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> do you think this can happen? Well, man, I'm going to have to come up with new intros and stuff, aren't I? Yeah, we're putting more work on you. So, uh, first making you know, I'll just, edit them. Yeah, I'll just make do, I think. Okay, you sure? I think I think I got an idea. All right. Awesome. All right. So, Peter, play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Pastor Travis Berg Top 12. All right, so for my top 12, I thought a little bit about us, right? Yeah. We're we're clerics, so we care about the Bible. Right. Right. We're kind of like a dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. Right? Like two and a half men. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> we're like the dynamic duo and they're like a like they're a cute little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> scrappy doo. Yeah, scrappy doo playing with a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> my top 12 is the dynamic duo Bible books. Books that should be read together. Oh. So, I uh, some of these some of these aren't really all that well. I I got the idea from my Bible study this morning because I kind of made an offhanded comment and uh, I thought about it and I was like, hey, we should do it. You know, we should try this. Right now, of course, there are twelve of these, so some of these aren't as good <laughs> as uh, you know. And so we start off with the not so good ones, and like then we... Obadiah and Jude. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Oh, so <laughs> number twelve, Deuteronomy and First and Second Timothy. Okay, so because both have an aged pastor saying goodbye, uh-huh. leaving instructions, and speaking of the difficulties to come. Wow. So yeah, now I, I could be wrong here, but isn't that three books? Yeah, I know there's three. So, but yeah, <laughs> I was hoping I'd get away with it. <laughs> I love this two and a half books. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number eleven. Haggai and Second Corinthians both speak about the support of the church. Haggai focuses on the rebuilding of the temple. Second Corinthians speaks very clearly about the financial support for the true church, the saints of God at, Jer- at Jerusalem. Okay. Number ten. Ruth and Luke. Hmm. It's about the inclusion of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God by faith. Wow. I'm, I'm liking this list so far. I, I was thinking that was just four letters and the second one's a U. They kind of rhyme, yeah. They kind of. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Zephaniah and Acts. In Zephaniah, you see a prophecy of the Jews' rejection and their destruction. You see the promise of a faithful remnant but also the inclusion of the Gentiles into God's kingdom in chapter 3. Oh. Number 8. Judges and 1 Corinthians, because the church has sucked at all times and in all places. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet, God sends preachers and deliverers to save his wayward people. So That should be the tagline. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> you know, it's real talk, right? Number 7. Numbers and the Gospel of John. Okay. So you see the rejection of Israel in both, right? Mm-hmm. John is always talking about the Jews who sure. reject Jesus. In Numbers, you see um, uh, the swallowing up of Korah's rebellion mm-hmm. and of Dathan and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you also see the great fulfillment of a very particular type of the bronze serpent. Right? Oh, yeah. In Numbers, you have Moses lifting up the bronze serpent in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And everybody's fav- favorite verse, right? John 3... Right? 16, right? right? Is, yeah, you know. Three, is that? Yeah, that's right. Right? I hope so. Um, it's funny because, like, right after that, they. Wait, wait, wait. Vicar, you're going to have to change your sign that you've been holding at football games. <laughs> <laughs> Just make that five or six, buddy. You'll be all right. <laughs> so, anyway, like, right after that, um, Jesus says, Just as. Was it before or after that? I don't remember. Um, before. Before, right? 14, right? Yeah. Because um, he's talking about. Uh, being born again, and the spirit goes where it weighs, and then... Right, and, and then, then just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, right. so too shall the Son of Man be lifted up, right? Mm-hmm. Number six. Ecclesiastes and Philippians. Ecclesiastes shows how futile and vain mortal life is, and we can contrast that with the heavenly hope we have in and through Christ Jesus, which is the message of Philippians, mm-hmm. because Paul counts everything as loss compared to Christ. Number five. Jonah and Nahum. Here we see God's great mercy toward Nineveh in Jonah, mm-hmm. but then we see his great and wrathful judgment against Nineveh and Nahum. Number four. 
Daniel and Revelation. That when you said the pairing of books, that's the first one that came to mind for me. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, they're similar in their visions, right? Right. Daniel has a lot more explanations, though. Right. So. Number three. Leviticus and Hebrews. Oh, yeah. Because Hebrews reveals all of the mosaic types for our comfort and instruction. Number two. Genesis and Galatians. Galatians most clearly shows us how Genesis is primarily a book concerning the promises of God, and those promises create faith. That Genesis is not primarily a book about obedience to God's law. Okay. So Galatians all over is talking about how Abraham believed on God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about the seed, right? That it's not just many, right, as we usually take it. Right. Or unfortunately, as the ESV takes it as offspring, right? Okay. But that it's not seeds, as in many, but seed, as in one. Right. And that is Christ, which is a way better way of reading um, all of the promises that God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the like. Yeah. And number one. Isaiah and Matthew. Oh, yeah. Both combat the evils of formalism, of just going through the motions and expecting to be rewarded by God for it. Now, while Matthew records the events of the crucifixion, Isaiah shows us why it's so great yeah. in Isaiah chapter 53. So in, Ma in Matthew, you get what happened, but in Isaiah, you really see why, why? it happened. Oh, yeah. So. I really like that. Man, yours are so much more informative than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just give Isaiah a rap name or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really good. Really good. So yeah, if uh, you listeners at home have any uh, um, uh, comments or corrections, or if there are books that you have read together that you know you'd be you know that you want to talk to us about, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, how can they get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us at feedback at clericalerrors.org. They can message us on our Facebook account at Clerical Errors Podcast on Facebook, um, and uh, uh, we have a Twitter account. Um, so. At me, bro. At me, bro. Uh, you always do this. When you say we have a Twitter account, tell them what the Twitter account is. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. We have a Twitter account. At uh, me, bro. We have a well, Twitter where? account at Clerical Errors P. Right? Yes. Clerical Errors P for podcast. I think this is probably like the sixth time you've done that. We have a Twitter. <laughs> at me, I'm bro. I'm just not real confident about the Twitter. <laughs> I don't trust the Tweety thing. <laughs> I love it. Well, I really <laughs> like that. Um, now I got to work hard on my top 12 list. Hey, so. you know. <laughs> so, no, I, I honestly, like this morning, I had no idea what I was going to do. So, you know, I don't know how you come up with a top 12 list every time. So it was actually really kind of hard. So It's harder than you think, right? It is. Well, I'll I just come up with 12, you know, but especially you hit, hit, hit it like you're coming up, you hit nine and you're like, yeah, like the first nine come really easy, and then you're like, oh, no, now I got to think. Right. Oh. Uh, I, but we could cop out and do 10, but that's not how we how we roll, man. No, no. We got to give the people what they want. That's right. We are a show for the people. So with that being said, that brings us to Bullhagen's uh, Bodacious Blasphemies. Peter, play the intro. Pastor Carl Bullhagen. Bodacious Blasphemies is the part of the show where Pastor Carl Bullhagen seeks to sell you ancient damn delusions by repackaging them for modern consumption. In short, Pastor Carl Bullhagen makes bad stuff sound bodacious. So one thing I notice, uh, Berg, is uh, is you uh, write yours out very nicely. Okay. Yeah. Well, and because nice... if I, I if I wrote them by hand, I wouldn't be able to read them. Yeah, like that. I mine might be a little worse, you know. <laughs> I just figure I would have been a great Hebrew scholar since I'm left-handed, you know. Right. But you know, alas, I was born into a culture that writes from from left to right rather than right to left. So, <laughs> all right. So, I'm not, I'm not going to give you any kind of warning. I'm just going to go into it. Do it, man. All right. Do you find the true God to be stodgy, one that teaches to love God and one another, and who chooses to deal with us graciously by his Son? Maybe you think the majority is usually right. 
I introduce to you Bale Worship. <laughs> it comes in many wonderful forms, and you could pick your favorite, whether it's Earth Worship, maybe Child Sacrifice is your thing, or maybe Fertility, where there isn't just freedom for sexual depravity, it's an honor and a command to partake in sexual depravity. So perhaps you don't want to just buy completely into Baalism, you want to sprinkle it in your own religion. Well, that it has a history of doing that too. It mixes in with whatever religion you choose. So for example, if you want to mix in your religion extreme environmentalism, we can do that. If you want to mix in with it sexual depravity, where you can melt all your purity rings and worship uh, sexuality. Or, if you want to uh, make child sacrifices in the name of choice. Baal worship offers that too, so that God smiles on you and you can have the life you really want. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Nice. So I like it. <laughs> that Good is work. Baal worship. Yeah, you read these things and you're just like, man. like It's the same thing. Yeah. That's I, why I was thinking about it. It's the same thing. Right. Instead of like worshiping a god, you know, like a, a statue god of Baal, right? It's the the Baal of choice, like you said. Yeah. Or your or your buddy that you mentioned. I, I noticed melting down the purity rings, you know. Yeah. Your friend Nadia Boltz Weber, right? Uh I never met her. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, if you're you know, if you like the and, and another thing is the whole idea that the majority the opinion that majority is usually right. When it comes to all sorts of hosts host of issue, when it, you know, people think if we have the majority on this issue, we're probably right. They try to win in, in that arena. Well, if you look at the prophets of Baal, one Elijah, two, right, four hundred fifty, right, four hundred fifty. Uh, the majority isn't always right, right. And you know that's what like Ahab, for example, probably felt too. He's like, I just got this puny little nation. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people around me are worshiping this God, whether they call him Baal or Hadad or Marduk or whatever, mm -hmm. because Baal just means Lord. Right. Right. And he's like, you know, of course, you know, God is God is God, right? And God we trust so we can just, you know. Yeah. And, and if you look throughout history, Baal's meant by different things at different times and different places. But it's all, it's all the, the same, really. It, yeah. it just, you know. Isn't there a belief, um, I ask you because you know about this stuff more than I do, uh, of uh, of Baal being associated with a particular demon? Have you ever? Um, I I have seen it in um, where they do uh, Baal Zabul, right? He right. was the god of Ekron, mm -hmm. and the Philistines were kind of a fish people, mm -hmm. right? And that kind of devolved into Baal Zabub, which right. means Lord of, the Lord of the Flies, right? It's funny because... Um, we see the word Baal actually ascribed to the Lord in a few times in Holy Scripture. Yeah. So in Jeremiah, for example, mm -hmm. um, and even... Um, There's some names of, of some of the... Right, and uh, ba Baal uh, Perizim, right, that the Lord has broken through, right, mm -hmm. that David gave. So I can see where the Israelites, like the common folk, got really confused. And we're like, well, you know, we use this title, yeah. Baal, Lord, for our God. Obviously, we're all worshiping the same God. It's kind of like the debates of the, you know, Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Well, they all worship the same God. It's yeah, all because just, it you came know. from the same general area, you know. Right. You know, yeah. And so it's, yeah, you're right. It's all the same and, stuff and people, today. And people generally are shallow enough to think, well, it's got this in the name. It can't be all that bad. Where, what did Jesus say? Not everybody who calls me says, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of, of heaven. Just because you use a name or a title or something like that doesn't... Or share uh, memes on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> not everyone who shares... Or Twitter. Or Twitter. Or Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that well, Twitter thing. Yeah, yeah. what's the Twitter the, account the, again? The, the Tweetyverse. Uh, <laughs> clerical errors P for for um, uh, podcast at twitter.com. <laughs> it's not an email, but get your... <laughs> Close. I'm getting it. <laughs> At me, bro. All right. So, speaking of the Bible, we should move on to our concentrationally impaired Bible study, right? Yeah. Peter, play, play the, the intro. intro. Do you have impaired concentration? Then this is for you. It's the Impaired Concentration Bible Study. One verse, one verse only. Well, Vicar, what, uh, what are we on today? 
let's see, uh, up for today is Obadiah verse 10, which reads, Because of the violence done to your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. All right, another uh, bright, shiny... <laughs> text, right? Text. <laughs> I want to remind the listener that Obadiah was Berg's idea. <laughs> yep, you can either praise or blame me, so... All right, so the violence uh, against Jacob, right? And here the whole nation is basically considered to be one man, right? Uh-huh. Israel is considered to be Jacob, right? Mm-hmm. And because of this violence... Because um, as a comparison to Esau and Edomites. Right. Um, because of this violence, uh, we see that they're going to be cut off forever. This, I think, leads us to something that uh, uh, doesn't get talked about very often. Going back to our uh, text... Uh, John 16, uh, verses 5 through 15, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is going to convict the world of sin because they do not believe in me. I think we have a really easy time of teaching that, that at the at the root of everything, the, the, the root sin is unbelief, right? Right. And I think sometimes uh, we don't actually condemn individual specific sins as much as maybe what we should. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, where we, you know, because you hear this sometimes from people who are especially trying to escape judgment. Well, we're all sinners, sinners right? right? Uh, or, you know, or we we uh, have a way of of beating up certain sins above and beyond the others. So we've talked about homosexuality. That's not any more sinful than heterosexual sins. Right, exactly. And so here God is actually teaching us that violence, that is, uh, violations against the fifth commandment. When we hurt our neighbor's body, we anger and displease him. And there is punishment for that. Yeah. And so here God is putting a hedge. He's putting a protection around our neighbor's body. And he's teaching us not only the negative side, but also the positive side, that we should serve our neighbor in every physical need. Yeah. And uh, and uh, going back to that, really, we assume that People would know that, or would re- other religions would teach that, but they don't. Right, they don't. And uh, when the people, we 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 at, was it last time or the time before we had a question about uh, about uh, what do we do with people who say that God is violent? Because we talked about the Passover. Right. You know, um, God is wants peace. He he uh, desires His will is that we take care of each other because we were created by Him. You know you. You know, if, if I if I took uh, something that you worked really hard on and threw it out the window, that would be offensive to you. Right. Um, and that's the thing. God is a God of love, and he's a God of life, and he is a God of peace. But he will fight and defend his people. He's a God of holiness, too, and of righteousness. And uh, we that's also why we have the commandments, because the commandments are there for our good. How much uh, would you say, then, too, part of the, this passage is the fact that his protective care um, of Jacob is also protective care of the seed that you mentioned earlier, the seed that will uh, bring forth the Savior. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that is, uh, God protects us even though we are awful, right? We mentioned mm-hmm. that the church sucks at all times and in all places. And yet, what gr- gracious promise does God give the church? The gates of hell shall never overcome her, right? That's right. No matter how sinful or how ignorant she is, God still protects and sustains his church. And if you look at the time period when Obadiah is being written, I mean, the church of the Old Testament really kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, their king has his bowels falling out because he's a wicked man. Um, you know, it's sinful. They, uh, the kingdoms are split. Everything's going to heck. Um, they've been invaded. A whole bunch of Jews got sold to Greeks. I mean, it's, it's bad news bears. And yet, God here is, is promising that he will protect his church from her enemies. Who seek to do it violence. Right. All right. That brings us to our next section, News That Bothers Berg. Peter, play the intro. There's fake news. There's real news. Then there's real news that Berg wishes was fake. It's time to hear News That Bothers Berg. So, Berg, I know... uh, how much of an NBA fan you are? Which one is that? Is that what the horse is? <laughs> oh wait, that's Polo. Because you and I both share this uh, this urban thing, you know. You know, we are pretty ghetto, right? So, so uh, 
So you're probably aware that uh, there was a lottery for the NBA draft. You know oh, what that is? Kind of. So so what they do is uh, they take the, the worst teams in the NBA, and they don't just say, okay, you're the worst team. You get the first pick in the NBA draft. Okay. Okay. What they do is they, they put the, the worst, I think it's 16 teams, and uh, they throw them in a – and they pick – so that uh, so that way they get good picks and maybe won't be so terrible. Right. So they don't necessarily completely tank. Okay. So if you are the worst team, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll get the top pick. Okay. Okay. So um, the New York Knicks have been a terrible mm-hmm. basketball team, and uh, it's people love the Knicks over there, and they're crazy about the Knicks, but they always have been horrible, though, especially the last few years. So it's gotten to this point. Okay. With the lottery coming up. All right. This is what happens. Uh, the title of the article is Nick fans are doing crazy things in hopes of landing Zion Williamson, who is who is a guy who's like 6'7", about 285 pounds, who can jump like 48 inches in the air. He's just a freak Holy of nature. Holy buckets. All right? Kind of reminds of me when I played for the seminary. Well, that's true. So this is a story. I want to get your reaction to this. So as part of, of the fans really wanting to get the first pick and hoping the lottery goes in your favor – Okay. Uh, the I'm New York Post has here. reported that a priest, a rabbi, two witches, and a miracle healer were all outside Madison Square Garden, the Knicks' home arena, in an effort to guide Williamson to New York via prayer and ritual. <laughs> this kind of <laughs> reminds me of Homer Simpson. Right? <laughs> but this is Where, real. Right. Jesus, Buddha, Allah, I love you all, right, when he's in danger. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah. Do <laughs> you think those people are willing to stand up for for life? No. N- you know, they uh, oh, for weird. I, but it shows that when orthodoxy fails, right, superstition can only take its place. And they'll use anything they can do, you know, to, to get the results that they, you know, want. It's, it's really... So what was that? I mean, it sounds like a joke, right? It was uh, a... Two priests, a rabbi... Two priests... A rabbi, a faith healer, and two witches. <laughs> two witches. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, by the way, <clears throat> the, the lottery was last night. And New York got, I think, the third pick. So no, they lost. Ah, uh, see? So it, it turned to good news. <laughs> see, that's what happens when you're superstitious. Right. But that, that brings me, uh, something I want to do once in a while here on the show is... Uh, Bullhagen rant? Yeah, I want to get real for a minute. I want some real talk. Real talk. Because <laughs> they don't realize this is why people don't take religion seriously. Mm-hmm. They don't take it seriously because they're so concerned about things like this that when they actually need to speak about, um, about life, about salvation, about any of those things, they think, oh, you mean the guy who was praying with two witches? Outside of Madison Square Garden, they'll mean the people who are making this all about themselves, all about, uh, hey, we relate to the people. Look, we're praying for this basketball player, Zion Williamson. And it is ridiculous. It makes people dislike the church. And guess what? We all get roped into that, don't we? We all get placed in all the same category. Right. And, and, and when you really think about how offensive that is to represent God, with two witches, with a rabbi, a faith healer, and all those things, and to say, we're all standing together so we get this basketball player. That is ridiculous. That's We're dealing with a, a church that where Jesus died for our sins. We deal with life and death issues. This is horrible. This bothers me more than it does you, Berg. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it is. You're right. It just shows what people's true God is. Basketball. Yeah. I mean, really, right? That, you know? that happens sometimes as a pastor. Sometimes uh, sometimes sports, you know, becomes an idol. Yeah. And uh, it is, I think it's an interesting thing that, you know, these stadiums are millions and millions of dollars and people will spend tons of money and travel long, long periods of time to sit in a in a stadium for hours. Okay. And yet... Now, 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 <laughs> let, let's be careful. You're stepping on some toes, okay? Because... <laughs> Doesn't mean that basketball is sinful. No, definitely not. In fact, uh, 
my son Peter for my birthday has taken me to the Toronto Bucks game in Milwaukee on Friday. Wow, good. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. No, and and that's the part. That's the thing, though. It shows though what people love. You yeah. Know? If you're way more willing to do that, but then getting up for church is too much of an inconvenience when you're willing to sacrifice time and travel to go to one. Of, I mean, that's like okay, where are your priorities really at? Yeah. You know, what's your faith really in? You yeah. Know? And it's church leaders. Right. That's the thing that bothers me. <laughs> Did you see that one where um, with the Packer game where this, uh, I think he was ELC, he was some brand of Lutheran. I can't remember what it was, but he uh, was well, wearing- Well, uh, yeah, so Egyptian, Lithuanian. Uh... <laughs> some, something like that. <laughs> you if you know? don't understand it, go back. Yep. <laughs> no doubt. Um, where he came out uh, with a Packers jersey on. And they, I think they canceled church early. Like they stopped church early so they could all go back and watch the Packers play. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big Packers fan. Love the Packers, right? Yeah. But really? How'd you swing that growing up in Minnesota? Well, I actually converted on Vicarage. So <laughs> I figured out that, uh, you know, uh, I was always in mourning, right? Because you look at the Vikings, right? Yeah. What kind of colors do they wear? Yeah, the colors of Lent, purple. Exactly. Right? They're always in mourning. So... <laughs> And, you know, Green Bay wears green green and gold, right? Mm-hmm. You know, colors of Trinity. See? They're okay. God's team. I mean, they got a big G on there, so obviously. <laughs> Where were we at? <laughs> <laughs> that ADD moment has been brought to you by the Clerical Heirs Podcast. We, You know, sports are fun. I'm glad we've got the money to do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's fun to watch sports. It's fun to participate in sports. It's fun to go to games. The thing is, is when it starts to take away from Sunday morning, when it starts to take away from, you know, your... There, you there, know, there are times where where uh, I think sports get in the way uh, in this way. Like if you, if, if you watch uh, things like the NFL draft in the way thousands of people go and watch it just to see what player they get, and they get so wrapped up in it, it is in some ways a religion. If you, if it has ritual... <laughs> Right. It has people that you worship. Um, it has saints, right? Yeah, it has know? saints. It has saints. It has, you know, it has ritual, like you said. And it, there have been, uh, been, been many examples of, the, you know, in the same time. You uh, sit before the altar, your TV. Right. And, you know. You gather your family together. But, but you know, but there are examples of players who are who are, have been good witnesses for the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, but the adherents who follow it. You know, the Bible or the catechism talks about uh, we should fear and love God, fear, love, and trust in God above all, all things. things. And it's about perspective. And uh, and uh, men, man up, <laughs> that uh, your God is, is Christ Jesus, not the God who created you. And uh, you can like sports. I, I like sports. Um, and you can go to sports. It's great. Right. You know, it's a fun time out. The thing is, is make sure that you do the, your first duty. Take your family to church, yeah. wherever you're at. You that's know? right. Find a good, find a good church. And, and by the way, the word. By the way, uh, that's one thing that uh, that people should be mindful when they go on vacation to find a Missouri Synod Lutheran church to visit when you're on vacation. Right. And uh, I've heard back many times from people who say, "Wow, you know, it was really neat to to meet brothers and sisters in Christ who welcomed me." It was a service that I recognized that we I, we done in our own church and mm-hmm. and uh, and that's a kind of a fun thing. So um, that is news that bothers Berg. Now it's time for confound the clerics. Peter, play the intro. Confound the clerics. All right, guys. This time we have a question from Andy. He says, uh, "You mentioned in a previous episode that people tend to act differently when you're out and about when they haven't been to church." What is your favorite reason slash excuse that you've ever been told for missing church? Well, um, I would say favorite is not the... <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a dubious <laughs> place to right. be, right? <laughs> it's like uh, picking your favorite blasphemy. Who would be stupid enough to do that? <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing I'll say that uh, I remember my brother-in-law one time, he uh, he was in Missouri and, and someone said to him, uh, hey, pastor, we're, we're going go-karting on Sunday. Do you want to go? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm kind of busy. I got to work. <laughs> right. Um, but one thing uh, it's funny is uh, sometimes you, you bump into someone and you say hi. And this is what you get. Oh, hi, Pastor. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, this past weekend we were in Minnesota. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you just said hi. And then you already get a laundry list of reasons why they haven't been in church. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, the thing is about it is, it's not like we're sitting there, we're not judging. We just, you we, know, we want you in church. Yeah, we, we, we want, want you, you to in receive church. the we forgiveness for, of sins. For you your know? sake. And, and so well, and, it places us, it, we feel kind of awkward. You feel awkward, but it, it's not a case where we're just sitting there, oh, you should be in church and rah, rah, rah. But it's really, you know, we know that you need Jesus. And, you know, that's something, too, to think about is, you know, everybody thinks that there's going to be another Sunday. Yeah. And there might not be another Sunday for you. No, you now, I, I will tell you this, okay? I uh, I would rather f- maybe list instances where, um, where people could have used it as an excuse but didn't and were in church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I have a lady here who... Uh, on Tuesday, had hip replacement surgery, a complete hip replacement. Wow! She was in church on Sunday and Bible study. Thanks be to God. Was she uh, was she on pain pills? Um, no, she was. She wasn't doing any kind of liturgical dance <laughs> during the service. <laughs> she wasn't kind of. Yeah, she. Well, I, I know when I broke my leg, they had me on some really good stuff. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> and I went to school because there was. Uh, I was up for uh, Snow King, which is like the, you know, the. Um, like the spring, you know, royalty rejects, basically, you know. <laughs> and I was so messed up from those drugs. I was having a great time. Yeah, it probably probably got you the crown, did it? Yeah, actually it did. <laughs> <laughs> I broke my leg wrestling, so, you know. Yeah, but uh, things like that. Or, you know, you know, when the weather's bad, you know there's still going to be people huh, who... You, you remember that really big snowstorm we had this, you know? Yeah. And uh, the, the drifts were like four feet deep and stuff. We had one family who drove with their pickup truck, flooring it, and they came to church on St. Matthias Day. It was oh, awesome. That's great. We had we had six people in church. Thanks be and to so God. And so those are the stories that really warm our hearts where... where Or how many old people, older people, where, right. where you know that for them to get to church is a really hard endeavor. And they and they profusely apologize, and they're like, oh, you know, and they feel so bad about it. It's like, you know, we can bring church to you. Yeah, but I, I just love their effort, though. Right. And I love the fact that they, they are dedicated. It comes from a heart to of faith. It. And when they can't come, they're heartbroken. Right. They're heartbroken because they, they want to be with their family, you know, meaning the brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's so important to them. So... You know, that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, if we're talking favorite, those are, that's what I appreciate about our people. Right. And yeah. uh, that they care about meeting Jesus. They care about receiving his grace. And, you know, that's, it's, yeah, it, that is the stuff that warms our hearts. Yeah. Or like you go to the nursing home and you, uh, or visit the shut-ins and just thank you. They yeah. thank you afterward because they're just so happy to have received God's grace. What and, a wonderful and, thing. And, or, you know, when you do, you know, the services at the, for the nursing home where it's, you know, whoever comes. And uh, it's it's shocking because we're on a, one of those things where we're in a rotation. Right. How much you preach the death and resurrection of Jesus, how they just eat, soap, it up. eat it up because they don't hear it. And you think, if anybody needs to be hearing this. It's them. It's them. Yeah. And they don't always hear it. So, so uh Maybe the pastors are too busy praying for their basketball player, but <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. I like it. <laughs> but, but, the, but they really do need that. So, thank you for the question. We need more questions. We want to answer them, and so we don't have a show without you. Um, we have a wonderful audience that I think is a great review. I don't know if we have too many reviews of the podcast. I, I don't. I'm not on iTunes. Are you? If you. I'm on iTunes. I need to. I need to go and rate ourselves too. So, so <laughs> although that sounds like, I mean, it sounds like a really prideful thing. So I don't know <laughs> if I should do that. You should do the Lutheran thing where you rate yourself, <laughs> but you don't give yourself five stars. You know, right? You know, three and a half. I'm okay. I'll just quietly sit in the back. I'm the world's okayest <laughs> pastor. 
All right. Uh, well, thank you for listening. We have one more thing. Our sticky notes. Hey, do you remember this? See, that's what happens when you're superstitious. Right. But that, that brings me... Uh, something I want to do once in a while here on the show is... Uh, a Bullhagen rant? Yeah, I want to get real for a minute. I want some real talk. Real talk. Because <laughs> they don't realize... This is why people don't take religion seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? This is kind of what uh, we talked about in the last episode, where um, you know this, this distinction between the efficient cause, right? That mm-hmm. God actually does these things, right? He's the builder, right? But we're the instruments. We're the tools. Ha! Huh, we're tools. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's going to be the... Na- <laughs> well, I mean, I think it fits for... Do you know what? Do you know what you remind me of, Berg, when you said that? Is, is I'm rubbing off on you. I have this... When I listen to the podcast, I have this annoying thing where I say something that I think is funny, and I laugh really hard at my own jokes. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't even... Inten- that's the thing. It wasn't even intentional, but, you know, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, I play that funny thing that Vicker did. Oh wait, he hardly did anything this episode. <laughs> 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 he just sat there and took one for the team for the entire hour. We're, we're proud of you, Vicker. <laughs> what about this? But no, yeah, I mean, you make a great point there, right? That all of these people spend tons of money to watch a pro-life movie with a battle of objective good and objective evil where fake heroes sacrifice themselves. And they spend like three hours of their life. You can get all this about real, like a real, like you said, like a real savior in under an hour. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Like you said, you don't have to pay anything for yeah. it. So, <laughs> Hey, we even feed you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right we've given peter a lot of work in editing today yep <laughs> thank Sorry, you peter. For, for our producer <laughs> peter you do a yeoman's uh, job at this so thank you for listening i'm bullhagen and i'm berg and uh um have a good night uh, god bless you san diego <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you enjoy the show, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash clerical heirs podcast. Money we receive is invested back into the podcast and the surplus donated to the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash clerical heirs podcast on Twitter at clerical heirs P for podcasts or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. There you can also find links to the things we talked about. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.